This is Paul Tremblay. Uh, you're listening to Epitome of Stupidity. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 21. 20 freaking one. Nice mellow intro today. Nice and mellow. This is the Epitome of Stupidity, your favorite electric metal podcast. So let's get going. That was Severson bringing us in with a song called Keep the Hate Clean. I started to tell Brian as we sat down how we uh, came across them and figured it might be a good story to... Shut up. Okay. As you were. Share with you guys as well. So I'm wandering around the uh, the gram, the Instagram, and I see a post from these guys, and it's a screenshot where they've sent somebody a link to their music, and they're saying that they're a metal band from Russia, and you should check us out. I'm paraphrasing, but you get the idea. And the guy's response was, I don't know. There's some weirdness between our countries now. I should probably not listen to you. Again, paraphrasing, but that is the. I'm not exaggerating the effect there. So I messaged them on the post, said, you know what, because of that, I just happen to be American. Why don't you send us a song, we'll use it on our fucking American podcast. And uh, they did. And that's what was assaulting your ears a second ago so pleasantly. Weird times, man. <laughs> Thanks for that, guys. Again. Yes, thank you. On the back end as well. Good fucking tunage. What? You like some good fucking thrash, Russian thrash, I guess. <laughs> What we're listening to. Should we, should we mention that we're talking to someone today? No, no one cares. Wait a second. I care. Everyone cares. I care. More importantly, I care. We're talking to like a legitimate person today. This is going to be like the third or fourth time we've talked to a legitimate person. Everyone we've talked to is a legitimate. Right. This will be what, the fourth, fifth? Seventh. Seventh? Yeah. That wasn't far off. Yeah. But Mr. Uh, Paul Tremblay. Mr. Paul Tremblay, best-selling fucking author. Who's excited? Clint's excited. Clint is a reader. Brian is not. So, Clint's a reader. Brian's a retard. Up, oh, got to cut that out. That's not PC. <laughs> but until we get there, what are we listening to? Brian's listening to Witch Ripper. Oh yeah, that's Yay. right. You got the. I got the excited. I don't get the excited music text messages from you at, at six thirty in the morning anymore. And it's, yeah. I don't. I work out at lunchtime now. Oh, so do I. But uh, they were suggested to me by a YouTube dude, and fucking thank God because I love it. They only have an EP, but they have a full length coming out. Next What's the Friday. name of it again? Witch Ripper. Witch Ripper. Yeah, terrible name. It's awesome not, music. It's not particularly good. Awesome though. music. That ends. Uh, this is some sword on the way over here. Ooh, obviously some clutch for some reason. We've got some sword in the news. Oh man, I think we're going to talk about clutch today too. Yeah, uh, very current events. Take away. Every time you say that, or every time I read it, I I hear the down song, Witch Tripper. And there's a band called Witch Tripper too. Is there? Yeah. <laughs> too many witch things. <laughs> there is a lot of witch things going there's on. There's too many witch things. Fucking shit. Uh, so I continued on with the yob. I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying that. I've, it's officially, uh, there's a copy of it in the mail. I've paid money for it besides Spotify now. I'm digging it. 
It's uh, you got to mention that if you say I'm paying money for it, and people are thinking you're pirating, right? Uh, it, it's uh, we'll go ahead and give them post metal band of the week again. We got uh, in connection with Weed Demon after talking to Corey last week, and uh, was did the deep dive with them. There's some fun stuff there if you like the doom metal stuff. Uh, at least one of us, because one of us doesn't travel all around the fucking world being Durden. Tyler Durden, because one of us isn't Tyler Durden, <laughs> flying all around the fucking world for accidents. Um, so more on that to come, I guess. And then, for some reason, the past couple of days, I've been listening to Clutch as well. It's kind of weird it's that we weird. sunk up on that. Yeah. We should uh, talk about it later. We should talk about it later. All right. We should maybe even talk about it with a, with an author, like a guy like, I don't know, Paul Tremblay. Well, we just call him PT. That's... Oh, good old PT? Yeah, good old PT. I'm not sure he's all right with that. We'll figure it he's out. He's cool. He knows. He knows. It's okay. So let's give him a call now to make sure he's okay with let's PT. Give him, let's find out. Let's <laughs> let's put this to bed. All right. Here we go. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Ring. Hey, look at that. He answered. Hey. Hey, Paul. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Good. Uh, so, yeah, Paul Tremblay on the line here. Hooray! <laughs> As Clint sits, <laughs> sits next to his bookshelf. Right. Uh, for those who may not know, Paul is an author. And a very, uh, very good one. Uh, well, they probably do. Oh, thank you. I, yeah, we already introduced him once, so they probably do already know. It's all right. I do not mind <laughs> reiterating this. I, uh, I, I hate it. I love it, and I hate it when we get into these situations because I feel like I'm kissing ass. You but, are. <laughs> I mean, you know, with guys like some of the bands we've talked to, and then you know, Paul. Now, is is it all right if I call you Paul? Yes, absolutely. Actually, too. we were talking about it going into this kind of jokingly. We we might go with PT. Are you all right with PT? Whatever you want. <laughs> That's a no on the PT. We'll all right, we'll stick with Paul. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it's it's just really cool to talk to people that you know. I honestly, uh, I I think what you do is great. The the uh, I started off with um, head full of ghosts. I'm having brain farts constantly today, man. <laughs> and uh, you know, Amazon kept recommending that to me, and finally I bought it. And you know, uh, my birthday is the 27th and the newest book cabin at the end of the world came out on the 26th. Right. Oh uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. And I was, uh, I, I was walking around the house and every time I saw my mom was showing them, Hey, look, order this, <laughs> this for is me. What I want. I want this. And, uh, uh the, the algorithms of Amazon, the evil algorithms right? taking over your life. Sometimes they do good. <laughs> so Paul's latest release is the cabin at the end of the world. And, it makes lots of reference to rock bands, metal bands, the clutch. Yeah, horrors. It, it opens right up with a a uh, a snippet of a, a clutch song. There's a chapter titled after horrors, bloody like right. you were born. He even put together a playlist that kind of goes along with the book. Um, how did you how did you go about that, there, Paul? Um. So the playlist. It's well, first. Uh... You know, I've been fortunate to, uh, you know, I, I, I met Neil over email like a few years ago because Neil Fallon is a big reader. Uh, you, you can probably tell from a lot of his albums. That, oh, you know, dude, he's, I've he's a read, big science fiction fan. Yeah, I've read more than a couple books b- based on his suggestions. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, you know, <laughs> I half jokingly say like one of the coolest things I get to do with my writing is I, I, I playfully stalk my favorite musicians. Nice. So honestly, for me, it's like a it's an instance where, you know, one of the instances where the Internet is actually kind of fun. 
is, you know, reaching out to people like, you know, Paige Hamilton and Neil Fallon and, you know, some of my other favorite bands and just be like, hey, you know, I'm a fan of your work. I just want to, you know, and I offer to send them a book as just like a geeky way of saying thanks for the inspiration because music really um, is one of, you know, even maybe even more so than actually reading other books. I mean, music was one of my first loves and my first inspirations. Um, I'm a frustrated musician, wannabe musician. Yeah, I was going to uh, ask. You, you know, if you I are? could, uh, <laughs> you know, I still think if I, I could, I would willingly trade whatever success I've had in writing to be, a, you know, to be in like a, a legit, you know, metal or a punk band yeah. that's doing well or well enough to survive. Right. I, I love pro- it. I probably would. So anyway, it's a long winded way of saying, you know, just, you know, most of these people that I reach out to are just, you know, really cool people. And most of them are, are you know, I think you wouldn't be surprised to find out that you know, the musicians are readers and, you know, they enjoy, you know, to read books. So, and for the most part, it's been like a fun, like, you know, just sharing on both sides. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, you know, I love, you know, trying to find quotes for music for, um, you know, for the beginning of my books, because that, you know, certain tunes always put me or, you know, puts me in the mood for whatever, you know, project I happen to be working on. Right. Um, yeah. So as far as like the actual playlist that was posted, uh, actually, I think it's on Spotify. But um, I was asked to make it by Large Hearted Boy, which is a really cool music uh, music and reading blog. And, and they have like a feature where they'll always ask a bunch of you know, writers who have like a new book coming out. And they'll ask for the playlists. And, you know, I, I've done quite a few playlists for them. You know, so most of the, so the cabin playlist, some of it was songs that I was listening to as I was writing the book. Um, but I think most of the other songs were. I tried to pick songs that either had the vibe of the book or they maybe that like gave a hint to what was sort of happening plot wise. And I don't know. Those are fun. <laughs> I could spend all day doing that kind of stuff. I mean, that that's fun. Quick question. So do you sure. actually listen to music while you write or you're just talking about like in that time frame? Um, both, but as, if I listen to music while I'm writing, it has to be instrumental. I was going to say, I get, um, <laughs> I get yeah. distracted by the lyrics. Although, uh, I do listen occasionally to Swan's, uh, Seer album that has some lyrics but yeah for most 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 of the time it's not right um is it we don't really know how to go about this we're not used to talking (laughs) to people that oh wait you know what to to follow up with what you were saying earlier do you do you play an instrument yeah i play guitar do you i'm I'm a hack yeah Yeah. (laughs) so are we yeah yeah so Um, what does yeah uh, i I used to be i mean not anymore i mean i still play but not as often as i used to play i used to think i could make like a some bands like crappy rhythm guitar player. <laughs> Not <laughs> that's to say me. that rhythm guitar players are crappy. I would be a crappy rhythm guitar player. Um, but well, anyway, sorry. If you yeah, want to so make the guitar, if you want to make the commute to Columbus once a week, we could we could certainly <laughs> love use to it. have you. Yeah, yeah. All um, right, I'll, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, so I guess speaking of inspiration, how in the world do you come up with some of these ideas? You know, we'll stick with <laughs> specifically Cabin since it's the newest one. Um, yeah, you know, so every book's different. You know, sometimes it's like, you know, a head full of ghosts. I got lucky. That was sort of like a moment of inspiration when I was reading about the movie The Exorcist, and that story sort of hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, with Cabin, I was actually trying to not force the issue, but I, you know, I needed to come up with a new novel idea, and the one I had just sent my editor, uh, she had rejected, um, which is fine because actually um, I didn't think that was probably the one either. And my editor and I have a good relationship where we can bounce. I can bounce ideas off of her you know, and she won't crush my soul by saying no. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, weirdly enough, I just happened to be on a plane ride back from LA. Cause I, I'd gone out for a book festival. Um, 
and, and I keep little, I don't write longhand. Like when I'm actually writing, I'm always typing, but I'll keep like a bunch of little notebooks around just to jot down ideas, uh, you know, character sketches and whatnot. So I had a little notebook with me on the plane and I was just trying to come up with something. And, you know, at some point I sort of didn't doze off, but I was just like doodling and not paying attention. I looked down and there was a, I had drawn a little cabin. Now, now I'm a better guitar player than an artist, so I definitely uh-huh. cannot draw my cat. My, my cabin was just a little rectangle with a V on top of it. Right. But, uh, but actually when I looked at the cabin, I started thinking a little bit like I did when I wrote a head full of ghosts. I looked at the cabin and I said, huh, you know, it made me think of, um, you know, horror and the horror subgenre of the home invasion story, which, you know, isn't my, it's definitely, it's probably my least favorite subgenre of horror. You know, there's some home invasion stories that I like, but I don't know, especially movies. I mean, I think too many of them, there really isn't much there besides like the violence. Right. And there's not, um, you know, not, of... not that there's anything wrong with violence. I mean, Evil <laughs> Dead 2 is like my favorite movie. Right. But I mean, there's, there's different types of violence, you know? And so I don't know, it became like a challenge. Oh, how would I write like a home invasion story that I would like? And I was actually really excited by trying to do that. And, that, and that's sort of how it started. Yeah. It, uh, speaking of the, uh, just, to reiterate it for the 345th time it's a great damn book uh if any of you listening can read do read it <laughs> if you can read. Um, if you yeah. can't there might be an audiobook out there <laughs> yes that's i'm sure there is an audiobook yeah speaking of the uh of the cabin there was there's something uh, with the covers of head full of ghosts and cabin at the end of the world yeah. where the, was it your idea to make the the covers sideways kind of um, with cabin, it was, but, you know, uh, not with, um, a head full of ghosts, which is kind of fun. I mean, you know, that was the publisher made the cover. The only thing I asked them was to make like the title font bigger and maybe brighten the color a little bit. Cause the first version was just sort of washed out, but the design was what the design was. And it's kind of funny to see people like on Twitter or Facebook sometimes say, I just had the book turned sideways. I had no idea it was a hallway. I think, uh, uh I'm willing to bet that you're talking about the same post that I saw recently. Cause I didn't. I'd realized it with head full of ghosts, but I didn't realize it with cabin. And oh, was, really? Yeah. yeah. It was, holy shit! It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when it came time for the cabin, they actually sent me a couple of designs I really didn't like, and uh, I was like, "Why? Why can't we just, you know, keep it simple and do like a cabin on its side?" Like, it's actually even like uh, Disappearance of Devil's Rock, the book that was in between. Right. It's not like a. It's not like fully obviously sideways, but it does look like tree branches going sideways across them like you know why not keep going with like the sideways kind of theme? The theme yeah I'll be, the, I'll, I'll be the sideways guy that, uh, <laughs> there you go uh disappearance uh all these books have been really well received so far as i can tell i haven't i haven't seen a bad word said about any of them and there's a movie in production for head full of ghosts right yeah they're um yeah so i mean it's not quite in production, but it's, I guess they call it in developments. You know, they haven't started shooting or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's with a fairly big studio focus and there's a couple of big producers involved. So it's been described to me as moving at a typically slow Hollywood pace. Right. If, if you need um, I mean, any extras. Had, they've had an option for geez, three years now. Um, oh, so, but I mean, they're still excited about it. They just renewed the option. So, you know, fingers crossed. You know, hopefully, you know, each passing month, it means it's actually getting closer to being made. And um, hopefully, it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this a different way. Everybody's seen a bad Stephen King remake. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. that is not what happens with this, because that definitely, you know, not that any of his stories, you know, deserve, quote unquote, that. But, right. Man, I, I really, 
that's a powerful story and uh that would be a shitty thing to do to it yeah thanks i mean obviously i mean i you know i would i would agree i hope they make a good movie <laughs> you know I, you know i am interested to see you know what their take is going to be uh is that you know, on the story i i assume that's uh an odd feeling handing kind of your baby off to somebody else to see how they send it you know how it's dressed when you get it back right yeah definitely you know and uh you know i'm itching to see like what they're gonna end up doing because i really have no idea so they um, they don't come to you for with, anything, right? No direction, no. I mean, they're just like no, you just lend them the story, and then they, you get back what you get back, basically. Right. I mean, every I think every you know every um, so wait, option or or every contract would be different. You know, I, I, I'm assuming Stephen King probably gets like some power of decision on some projects or most projects. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. You know, I, I was happy not to have any sort of you know decision on this one. You know, but in the future, you know. If more books come out, you know, knock on wood and things continue to go well, you know, I wouldn't mind trying my hand at, at screenwriting, either something of my own or, or something original or even, you know, something else. Nice. Um, that's sort of like in the five-year plan. <laughs> um, yeah, I did get to hang out with the two screenwriters that are working on The Cabinet at the End of the World right now. Um, oh, I didn't realize know, they, that that was... Yeah, yeah, that was optioned by Film Nation, so they're working on the screenplay and yeah, you know, I won't get spoilery, but they told me that you know they're definitely planning on keeping uh, some things that were important to me to keep as far as the story goes. Um, yeah, so you know, finger, you know, I'm hopeful. Wow. Congrats, hopeful man! For that too. yeah, Thanks. hell, that would have been much more topical for me to bring up. I <laughs> um, <laughs> much more topical. Yeah, that would you know the new book as opposed to the one three books ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any say? I, you know, because this is a music podcast, I feel like I got to kind of pigeonhole this. Do, do you yeah. have Do you have any say in what the music's going to be there, so you can you know finagle a horror song into a movie? <laughs> oh God, no! I, I will certainly try like my best, but no, I have no official say. The bloody like um, the you war song would fit perfectly in a horror movie. It fits so perfectly for that <laughs> chapter yeah. too. Oh, definitely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's funny. People ask me like, you know, who do you imagine being in the movie, or who do you imagine like directing it? And I don't spend time doing that. I spend more time imagining the soundtrack <laughs> to, to, to my movies. Like, That's... ah, like this would be like a great outro song for the credits. Right. I, I think about that kind of stuff way more than I think about. Uh, speaking of um, outro, yeah. we tried to. Uh, I, I tried every damn way I could to get a, get in touch with somebody with Clutch so we could use Clutch music to take us in and out of this podcast, but <laughs> I couldn't get through to anybody. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so let Neil know we're looking for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, speaking of clutch, there, there's a pigeonhole. Yeah. There, yeah. What do you think of that new album? Oh, so I mean, I really, you know, I really love the new record. Uh, it's 15 songs, which is a lot. That's right. what I said. <laughs> 15 songs in an hour long. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it does like two things. I like how the songs are, you know, all 15 sort of almost work as like individual stories, but at the same time, there's almost like this unity of effect when you actually listen to the whole thing at once which I did for the first time today. I took a walk in a state park with my dog and, you know, I've been listening to the record, but like in pieces, I haven't had like a full hour just to sit and listen to the whole thing in one sitting. So I was able to do that today. And, uh, yeah, that was a really fun way to listen to it. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I, it almost feels like, I think in a lot of ways, this record almost feels like it's they're purposefully sort of summing up, not their careers to this point, but at least a lot of like some of the influences and styles that they, that they use and like to go back to. Um, I mean, I think the first four tunes are just like a, you know, straight ahead sort of like kick-ass rock opening, like right, yeah, just breathtaking. And then it's such a cool switch into, you know, sort of like the fun funk of uh, Barbarella, Barbarella, 
Um, but at the same time, and there's like, they have a couple of songs that are just like straightforward, like three bar blues riffs, like, um, the book of bad decisions. Yeah. And, uh, one of them's even kind of got the honky tonk piano in the background. Yeah. 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 It, um, I love your, what you were saying there about how it's kind of summation. I was, uh, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine and my response to him was, is my first or second run through with the whole album completely unprovoked i thought you know this wouldn't be the worst album for them to call it a career on this right. w- it, it seems like it just sums everything up really perfectly obviously that's not what i want but right yeah please don't do that no it's, it's just, <laughs> I, you were uh your way was much less negative of saying that <laughs> weird yeah. an author has a way with words right yeah, it's, it's funny strange. how that works <laughs> Um, that's funny uh, yeah well i have the advantage neil sent me like i asked him because i knew i was doing this podcast um and i asked him if he could send me the lyrics because the, the record hadn't been out yet which he did and he sent me like a few other things all of which i can't share right some of these are so cool like he gave me a little bit of like you know what some of these songs are about i'll just give you a couple because i don't want to give all away in case he wants to use this in like interviews or something i've but, never actually uh, said i'm waiting with bated breath and minute until <laughs> right now yeah, but I thought it was funny. He just said simply, like, uh, the song HB, Hieronymus Bosch is in control. He just wrote, Denny's after 2 a.m. is always medieval. <laughs> <laughs> medieval. Nice. Yeah. Um, and one thing I didn't realize upon listening, he said that he envisions Inwalks Barbarella is part three of the story that follows X-ray visions and Firebirds. Oh, no shit. Yeah. That, uh, that's fucking extra cool. I always kind of, I always thought of psychic warfare as its own kind of contained story. Right. I didn't realize that either. I didn't notice. I didn't realize there was a connection between X-ray visions and firebirds either. That's awesome. Um, as we <laughs> gets quiet, we just kind of sit and ponder. I, I, I like, just kind of, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. kind of putting all that together. Like, wow. Um, yeah. any other fun notes that you, that you could share? Um, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at it now. I mean, I think some of them, like, you know, the Spirit of 76, if you really read the the lyrics, I don't think it would be a big surprise. At, uh, I mean, all the lyrics are, are referencing something that happens in 1976. But yeah, um, it seems kind of nostalgic. Yeah, I, right. And that's, that's my thing, because he said he hates nostalgia, and then he writes that song, which is just a song about nostalgia, basically. Uh, you know, which was, it was just odd, you know. Yeah, although, I mean... It, I think there's a lyric that, you know, I, uh, I should probably look it up because I have it somewhere in front of me, but, uh, I think it's within the chorus. Where is it? You know, he talks about, we were not so young then, but we were, uh, I think he says tender age. Yeah. We were such a tender age. I mean, I think he's obviously talking about, you know, themselves, but also just obviously the United States as well, right. you know, cause 76 was the 200th, um, anniversary of the signing of the declaration of independence. Right. Uh, I'm assuming my history is correct. No, there. that's not 1776. Sure, yeah, that's math yeah. even I can do. Yeah, no. So I mean, I really think the album. I mean, just some of the little things I get joy out of is sort of like the muted uh, cowbell and weird, <laughs> weird times. Uh, I woke up with that song stuck in my head this morning. Have you seen them in concert, Paul? Yeah, I, yeah, I've seen them a bunch of times. I got nice. to see them twice last summer, which was great. So um, you get to go meet them, meet up with them afterwards, nice. which is very cool. Hell yeah. Um. I know this is a hard question, but I'm well, going to ask okay. it anyway. <laughs> what's okay. your favorite Clutch album? Oh, what's my favorite Clutch album? I mean, I don't think it's that hard of it. Really? 
it's hard not to say clutch clutch because i mean because that's the album that really made me a fan of theirs like you know i had heard uh trans it's transitional transnational right yeah yeah you know i'd heard that but then clutch clutch became such a huge record for myself and my brother who was you know five years younger than me um but he was very tapped my brother and his friends were very tapped into the hardcore scene in boston seeing bands like tree and sam black church um so i mean so that feels like such a like a foundational record for us um but i i might have to say my favorite you know besides the nostalgia sort of foundation part of it is blast tyrant dude you are my guy we are uh <laughs> we are simpatico about so a, a handful you of have things. to say yeah. yours now clint you asked uh, him, dude, I, if you asked me i would have said the same thing just not as smartly <laughs> <laughs> and you'd used the word yeah. smartly to, yeah. to prove that that would exactly happen. that's that's what I do. <laughs> I know that uh, you, uh, you, you know each song. Not to just kill the whole clutch thing here, because I know you yeah. you listen to other things. I know that there was like helmet and shit like and high on fire, dude. You stoked for the new high on fire album? Um, geez, I'll have to try it. It's funny. I only have like their. Uh, I only have one of their records, the one with uh, "Brother in the Wind" on it. Right, that was um, on the. So playlist. I haven't, I haven't uh, investigated High and Fire too much, but Ooh. yeah, I'll definitely have to give the new one a listen. That's uh yeah, that that's highly suggested. There's a lot of good stuff there. He plays like a, he plays like a custom nine string. He, Matt Pike's a, huh. you don't get a lot more metal than Matt Pike. Yeah. Um, but you know what else are you listening to? Um, geez, what else? I mean, my favorite all-time band is, uh, you know, Husker Du. I mean, that really sort of, I feel like, you know, the cheesy music thing of, you know, they changed my life, but they, you know, Husker Du certainly did change my life. And Bob Mould, um, you know, I've seen Bob or Sugar. You know, I, I just missed Husker Du and, um, they broke up before I was enough of a fan or and slash old enough to see them live. Right. But I probably, I've seen Bob probably like 30 times. Nice. Um, yeah. And I've I've tried to stalk him with my writing, but I've been unsuccessful. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell one very funny story. When I was an obnoxious drunk, twenty-one year old, at a Bob Mould concert, um, and some of us had like cornered him after the show. Not cornered. That, that sounds creepy, but like you know, we met him. You know, he was just out front after the show, and we were talking to him. And um, Bob sort of famously doesn't do autographs. Um, I don't know if if you know, he'll just put like a bunch of scribbles. Like even if you were to like buy, like I know once he did a promotional thing where you buy a record and you get like a signed, like a signed seven inch or something. But even the signature there was just a bunch of scribbles. <laughs> but you know I was twenty one and and you know like I said we'd had a few adult beverages so like people were trying to get his autograph. You could tell he was annoyed, but he just was doing the scribbles. And the only piece of paper I had on me was my social security card. <laughs> so, I had, <laughs> so I had Bob. So I had Bob Mould scribbles on the front of my social security card. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic man only somebody who's a just ridiculous fan of something would do that that and is that, rock and roll that's fucking awesome yeah man. that's also how long ago it was that like carrying around your social security card yeah, right it was something you did <laughs> um well we won't eat up too much of your time like i said we'll try to be in and out with you here uh we we greatly appreciate your uh your time so we we ask uh the musicians you oh, know okay. if you know if you had to if you're getting shipped off to an island and you had you could only take one album what would that uh, one album be? Oh man, that's so hard. So I feel like if I whatever I say is actually going to happen, I feel like this is an important <laughs> moment in my life. It's the pinnacle uh, of every everything is amounted to this. These two idiots on a podcast asking you some dumb hypothetical I questions. Know. <laughs> the next plane you get on is taking you to this island. So make sure you've got that album. <laughs> it might have to be uh, Helmets. Uh, meantime, nice. That's that's a good call. I'm not going to argue with that. 
Yeah. Although I just feel like it's not a wrong decision, but there's something inside of me saying, oh, no. Right. There's always that voice (laughs) saying, no, there's a better choice. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to go. I'll go with it, though. That's a record I can always put on no matter what mood I'm in. Right. So we obviously greatly appreciate your time. You know, uh, I'll be honest. I haven't read the book. I will read the book eventually. But I, I actually from, tried to give him. A, we were better. We, <laughs> I'm not a reader at all. If I if I read this book, it will probably be the third book I've ever read, read in my life. Idiot. <laughs> all right. Uh, I actually uh, there was a. I had a party here at the house a couple weeks ago, and some friends of mine were over. That was redundant. Um, uh-huh. And uh, you know, I got all drunk and was telling my one friend that you know we were going to be talking to you and how excited I was. And she gets to ask me what you've written and all that stuff. And I gave her my copy of um, Heffel of Ghosts. And fast forward like a week or two, and I'm sitting here with Brian, and I tell him, you know, you should read this. And he goes to grab it off the shelf, and it's just the cover. (laughs) I'd completely (laughs) forgotten that I'd given it to her. (laughs) But, uh, yes. But, yeah, we just, you know, I know Clint really is a huge fan. We're sitting here staring at your books on this huge shelf. And uh, yes. this was a lot of fun. Really cool. Never talked to an author before, and I honestly feel smarter. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> no, thanks. I really appreciate it. this. Was fun, and I really got a kick out of uh, the horrors episode. Yes, <laughs> and yeah, he every... seems like such a cool guy. He was. Like, I've never really heard him, you know, in- interviewed. You know, I've always listened to music and you know, seen some like you know, YouTube videos. We we were most nervous for that that interview. Um, were you guys in one. person with that? Yes. I mean, the audio sounded like really good. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, just a cell phone with a mic plugged in. Oh, really? Stand, standing in a parking lot. Yeah, standing in an alley behind the bar. Even interviewed in person because that's how good it sounded. Yeah, uh, it was. It was. He nice. was. Uh, it was weird. You know, he's such a laid back guy, and you're standing there talking to him, and he's saying all these intelligent things, and then he gets out on stage, and he's like a possessed damn animal. It, <laughs> it was. It was fun seeing it, that transformation. And he, he gave us a secret look at the upcoming track titles, yeah. which we can't tell you uh, about, Paul. Yeah. So we got Take that <laughs> with your clutch secret. Uh, fine. <laughs> but again, all right, nice. everyone. Paul Tremblay. We're gonna let him go. Get read on to the do, books. They're yeah, great. Read the books. Buy them on Amazon. And I, I might actually do the audiobook thing. I need to start looking at that. That might be more up my alley, honestly. Yeah. Um, thanks again, Paul, and uh, we'll talk to you the next time you have a book come out, or if you just want to call Clint anytime, yeah, he'll be more than happy. Anytime to... you want to talk to me, I will <laughs> giddily respond. All right. All right, thanks, Paul. Cool, thanks, Clint and Brian. How you feel, Clint? Dude, Cloud Nine, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> and, we, and we realized we didn't ask him what's next, but that kind of that makes it more exciting because right. we still don't know. And you know, he's still pubbing uh, cabin, so I'm not too. I feel, I, I feel stupid for not asking, but at the same time. I'm good with it. I, I went back and forth on saying the fact that I hadn't read the book. And me being me, I just I couldn't not say it. I had to be honest. I don't know. I mean, if, I don't know if that was Audio a Audiobook's probably a good call. I, they're they're really good books. So you but, should really check it out. I was being honest. I will. I don't. Well, and I'll tell. You, I'll start wherever you suggest, and uh, and go from there. Horror is right up my alley. That's the only thing I can read. It, so. It's. I don't. I kind of meant to bring this up to him. I don't know how to. You know, with music, we can just talk about a song and all that. I don't know how to talk. I, I still don't know how to talk to him about his book without being spoilers because there are things that you just you can't say. There, uh, there's things that you just can't say without it being spoilerish, especially with his shit. But, but in to sum up those three books, A Head Full of Ghosts, Disappearance at Devil's Rock, and The Cabin at the End of the World, all, all horror. All Yes, that would be the genre for him, and they are all fucking excellent. All right, well, thanks to him. We're going to move along to the news.
in the news. In the news. The the sward. So it's a good thing that both of us didn't fucking be all uh guy whose name I've already forgot again. How am I forgetting the Fight Club guy's name twice in five fucking minutes? Tyler Durden. Tyler Durden. <laughs> uh, it's a good thing both of us didn't miss the sword last time they were coming through because we were Tyler Durden and had to fly somewhere. Yeah. Because um, it doesn't look like they're going to be doing that anymore. They actually canceled their fucking Australian tour. Sorry, bruh. Sorry, I, I like to do that when you're talking just right. random things that I read. That's fun. It. Uh, and, you know, I was thinking the same. This I think I took the article from Metal Sucks. Yes. And... I was thinking the same thing that he's kind of intonating before I read it there, where it feels like something's rotten in Denmark. I think there's, I think there might be something wrong with the sword because you don't just cancel a damn tour. Oh yeah, they're done. Six months after you just put out a new album, they're done. That's, I think uh, they're not coming back. That's that's a lot of not good, man. Or they're they're not coming back with the same people that. Yeah, something's something feels wrong there. I uh, I hope that's not the case, but. All signs point toward... It's a band. There's probably some shitty people in it. There's probably people that are sick of other people. Yeah. You want to you take bets on who it is? It's, it's one of the guitar players. It's not one of the other guys. Well, because the other guys are just happy to have a job. You went to, I didn't purposely lead you into bass player jokes, <laughs> but if you want to take it, go for it. It's Speaking of not P. getting long and... Head P.E. So, you did listen to them back in the day, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I listened to them for years to come after Clint, but appropriately fell off as soon as they went fucking stupid-ass juggalo, fucking dumb bullshit. I walked out of their concert Dumb, once. dumb. Yeah. I've also left one of their concerts. The last time I saw him, I just walked out. He was being so political and yelling, woot, woot. And I turned around, and I left. I might have told this on the podcast already, and then I hit him up on Facebook and told him they fucking sucked and sold out, and then they blocked me from their page. <laughs> I mean, I was a fucking huge. Had all their all their CDs, is like going to all their shows because they're always lo- small, right? Shitty shows, which was perfect. Fucking loved them. God damn it, they fucking suck. <laughs> they do so bad. I think maybe back to basics, base X, or the one after that might be where I where I fell off. But anyways, so the dude gets in a fight with the sound, not a physical fight, but a, the sound guy in the middle of a show in Oklahoma. He keeps shouting at the sound guy to turn up his monitor. Sound guy's not having anything to do with it. Sound guy actually tells him to fuck off, and it looks like there's only like 40 people at the show. Yeah, just and uh, everybody heard sound guy tell him to fuck off, and uh, old Jared was not all right with that. <laughs> he came on down, got all up in the face. He came down, got up in his face. Didn't actually do anything, but got up in his face, and uh, sound guy ended up saying, "You know what? Fuck this. I quit." Did he? Yeah. He quit the gig. Sound guy said, "Fuck this. I quit." Left. And presumably somebody who was all right with turning up Jared's monitor took over the job. We, yeah, we can assume whoever took over his job didn't mind turning up right. Jared's monitor. <laughs> I did. I missed. I read this whole article. I must have missed that. I, that he quit. I would, Jared. I mean, he's he's intolerable anyway. Right. But well, I was glad to see that he didn't have stupid fucking face paint on like he yeah, did for a while. He's got that going for him. He's a big dude too. He's like yeah. He's like six, six five. Four, yeah. yeah. Fucking like. 50 years old. <laughs> still out there rap rocking. Still out doing it. Yeah, it's still it's crazy. Yeah. And I, I, I like really get sad over the fact that they suck so bad. I don't know why. I I, they, were, they were perfect. No, they because, weren't. But no, because they, they were, came here all the time, and they came to the shitty-ass Al Rosa, and you could go see them with a, 50 of your best friends, and it was awesome. Not really. 
Yes, it was. No. You weren't there. You wouldn't know. I know. I, I went by myself. I know I wasn't there because it <laughs> wasn't awesome. It was. It was a head PE show. It was. You know, two thousand one. Sure. 2000, anything after one, not so much. I think it was probably like 2010. Yeah, that's after one, right? It was still good. <laughs> you say so. That's like saying something I never ate is disgusting. You don't know. You didn't eat it. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Moving I, along. I can see things speaking and know of, that they do not taste good. Speaking of things that are disgusting. Where, where are you going with this? That's a, What Chris uh, said. Chris said. Chris, how's that... The, I can't believe that that's your take on this. I'm I'm honestly surprised about that. I think it's tasteless, classless. I don't know. It's and it just rubs me the wrong way. Explain anyway, it to us, there, Brian. So, Nirvana reunion? Not really. Chris and all living members. Chris and Grohl and Pat Smear have played together a handful of times in the past five to ten years. He's even on a damn song on the Foo Fighters' uh, "Wasting Light" album. It's not. It, he just happened to be there, came out and jammed a fucking Vaseline song with him, and so people got butthurt about it. Well, Chris said that they tried to get a hold of Kurt Cobain, but his phone kept ringing. Right. He he tried to get the honest reunion going, but Kurt's never responded to any of his emails. Yeah, he doesn't have email. In yeah. fact, I have never emailed him in my life, and I have been online since 1993. Way to go, Kurt. Or was that tasteless, too? That is tasteless. <laughs> Poor man's dead. I'm still surprised that that's your take on this. I thought you'd get a kick I, out of that. I mean, for, uh, for someone in another band, would it would be funny, but this was... No, it's the other way. Nah. If it was somebody else... Like, I tried, a, to get, I tried to get a new band going and emailed Kurt Cobain. He hasn't responded. That would be funny. No. Not the guy who was in the band with him that's not when he was fucking... Funny, that is just stupid. He shot himself. It's fucking 60 years later. Who cares? It's the bass player from the band. Time does not heal all. <laughs> Anyways, Nirvana came out with a new album, and what was it? What's it called? <laughs> yeah, uh, the uh, the Primals. The Primals. Yeah, check primals. if you like Nirvana. Check out the Primals. Yeah, you there. like that uh, that grungy Nirvana sound? They're copy paste. They're pretty, they're, and that's I did not expect that from them. That's uh, it's somebody from Darkest Hour and a couple other really heavy bands. And uh, well, that makes more sense. Apparently, they just lighter didn't side be heavy yeah. anymore. Yeah. Are they done with their heavy bands? No. Oh, yeah. That uh, you heard that last darkest hour, didn't you? Migrant floor and the no. something crazy ass title. It was a really good fucking album. And Greta Van Fleet released a new single. Who fucking cares? That's the end of the news. Riff break. back in reviews oh do we have anything to review what do, what do we uh, no review we're on spotify we we're on <laughs> you want to do yours first no 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 i kind of want to hear yours first no all right so i almost put um we're uh, reviewing the new clutch, the new clutch album book yes. of bad decisions book of bad decisions podcast name is going to be book of podcast we already decisions. used it no didn't we, we did podcast about oh decisions. we gotta use it again okay. we're gonna do book of podcast decisions um, because the book thing, the book thing. Uh, wow! See what I Hold did on, there? that's brilliant. Because <laughs> of the book thing. <laughs> anyway, so Clint's going to review it, and it's going to be terrible. He's going to beat it down, point out all yes, the flaws. No, I I hated it severely. No, of course not. It's fucking Turn fantastic. It's a there new clutch go. album. I was sending out text messages. I walked into work yesterday and said to James, first thing right off the bat, happy new clutch day. It was, it, it's, 
it's an, it's a new clutch album and it's fucking awesome. How long was how long ago was uh Psycho Warfare? Uh 3 something like that. Uh they I I keep saying these like I said something kind of like the Indish when we were talking to Paul and I'm going to say something like kind of the Indish right now where they have been pretty constant, you know, through Earth Rocker, through Psychic Warfare and now up to book of bad decisions and they're going to tour this thing for a couple years it it wouldn't surprise me if they end up taking a break after all this and uh you know i'll be sad about that then until then i'm going to continue to enjoy book of bad decisions because it is fucking awesome i'll skip to the end 4.7 shit it's it's so much why'd it miss the point three it never mind don't have to answer that. I'll answer that for you. Unless you want to. The I'll kind of work my way there. What is so good about it is that it's not the past couple albums. It's, you know, just like with Clutch, you know for damn sure it's Clutch. You can it, hear the first five seconds. It doesn't sound like any of the other albums. I it, hope to God I one day can have that. It's it's certainly its own damn thing. Good fucking luck, and I hope I'm still riding along with you at that yeah. point. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 not gonna go five on it just yet. I may change because well, again, I've only had it for a day. You gotta and you gotta have something to to reach for, right? If Clutch hears this and here's four point seven, then they gotta make the then next. Then they one. like well, all they, they, you know they they likely would just shut it down. After. <laughs> we well, didn't please Clint. No, because they've got like fucking six albums. Favorite that track off it? Do you know uh, that right? That, or what's hitting you right now? Cool Wrangler. What well, what number is that? That's uh, it's somewhere like twelve. And that, oh, that's the song that I had, had no idea what the fuck he was saying. I'm like, what is he saying on this course? <laughs> cool Wrangler. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. It, if It, it kind of goes in line with what I was saying about 20 Watt Tombstone the other day. Like, I don't understand how you could be playing this and somebody could vehemently argue, dude, why are we listening to this? This shit sucks. That's stupid. That's stupid. You mean that song? No, I oh, mean any... Right. Uh, just if you're playing that album and somebody is like angry about it you got to get this person out of your oh, life angry about it it just doesn't make any sense i where i'm going to where i do the deep dive with everything else and you know i, I want to go track by track with shit i'm going to be general with clutch i actually copied a link to the metal sucks review because they pretty much nail what i was thinking with it um it's an awesome album it's it was well worth the wait Apparently, the people on the Blitz didn't like it. My wife told me that. <laughs> Those people suck balls <laughs> any damn way. That's why they're not a part of my life. <laughs> you done? Is it my turn? I'm going to call it done. I'm going to be quick and simple. I love it. I'm going to continue to listen to it. It's liable to take me to the new High on Fire. You know, what Clint's listening to for the next couple of weeks is going to be the new Clutch. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah and then Witch Ripper. Sure. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely listen to that. Uh, yeah, see, I'm, not a, I'm not a fanboy of Clutch like Clint. So I'm very, very. Uh, is it objective or I, subjective? Uh, sure. I love your love hate relationship with Tim Salt. Yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. He pisses me off because he he doesn't do anything great, but it's great. He does. It, one more time. He doesn't do anything great, but it's great. But it's great. Yeah. He's yeah. not flashy, but man, is he the riff fucking master? He reminds me. He, I mean, he is. He plays how I would like to play, but never will. And I, I would, I would like to. Me personally, would like to be a little more saucy than him. But I mean, 
he's killing it. The simple simplicity, he's got it down. He kills it. I mean, he, he gets it going here and there too, where he, you know he gets tired of playing easy stuff. But anyways, easy in air quotes there. Yeah, you didn't write those riffs. I didn't write those riffs. So yeah, it definitely wasn't as good as the last album for me. You're out of your mind. the. Shut up. I hate I, I hate that though, dude, because you know, on some level I agree with you, but at the same time I will not stand for you saying something bad about this. Yeah. It, and you know, I, I they lost me for a long time. I liked their first album a lot. Transnational. Yeah, it was it's nostalgic to me. We talked about it before I had the tape or Aaron had the tape and whatever. And you know, and I'm just not a guy who gets into ridiculousness. Which, you know, being Neil's lyrics just all over the place, crazy random stuff. When you know you deep, you know, like Paul was saying, you dive down into it. There's all these different meetings, and he's always telling a story, yeah. Right. But you know, the things that he is saying, if you just take it right off the top, it's just ridiculousness. And, and it, uh, it's you know, it's each end of the spectrum there. That's what turns you off, and you know, right. for as little as I care about those types of things, I fucking love it. And sometimes, it, like Son of Virginia, like I love the lyrics of that song. That, right, you know, stuff like that. Because he's not. Yeah, right. And I was I was hoping there'd be a similar Son of Virginia song, you know, with that feel in this album, and there and there's not. But anyways, you know, I am not a fanboy of Clutch. I would say I am a fan of Clutch, but I don't I would don't get geeked about them. Um, you know, I'll give that out. If Psychic Warfare was a five. And that's the kind of scale I'm gonna have to base it on because that's you know I don't. That's your favorite Clutch yeah, album. Yeah, this one would probably be a, a three, three You're and a half. Fired. It's, I need a new host. The I do not like I'm the hiring. Barbarella fucking jazz. I shit. do not get that, dude. It's don't awesome. Don't like that at all. Um, it's just too much for me. If you take out all those jazz horns and stuff, it'd be just fine. And I don't like the that the Barbarella. Just I don't. I don't know the word itself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, that's just the way I think. But yeah, so we'll give it three and a half. There's something wrong with you. It, I'm glad it's here. I listened to it a few more times. I mean, and some like the second to the last favorite song. Again, I don't remember the, is my favorite song off the, the second album. to last on the album. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember the name of it either. But I, I know in, in the first one, probably. Give yeah. me the keys. Yeah, give me the keys is a lot of fun. Yeah, that's a good song. That uh, you saw what that one's about, didn't you? That's from where they were getting started, like pre-transnational. And they were out in like Iowa playing a show in in the middle of the cornfields and shit that he's talking about. And these the guys thought they took his mic. They thought that they took his mic and they were gonna, you know, there was about to be physicality. Yeah. And he's actually saying, you know, in the song you can hear him say, "They can keep our guarantee. They can keep our money. Let's get the fuck out of here." Yeah. And and the and then that the the seventy six song that really kind of. Because he said physically, physically, verbally said, "I hate nostalgia," and then wrote a song about nostalgia. It was it was like, come on now, damn hard about it. Well, I'm, he's I wrote eleven I'm damn albums because I love nostalgia. of all these short stories. Sooner or later, it has to happen. How awesome that he can remember that stuff, though. I know yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, what the Spirit of '76 song? What is fun about that for me is these past couple albums. That second track has been. You know, damn near a rager for them. It's been, uh, it was Firebirds on Psychic Warfare. It's Crucial Velocity on Earth Rocker. And both of those are full throttle. And this one, it comes out with that kick ass riff, but then it kind of pulls back. What song is it? Spirit of 76. Oh, that's the second one? Yeah. Okay. Thanks for paying attention. I was trying to think of stuff. Jerk. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a cool song, though. It is. Uh, and there's a ton of cool songs on there. It's awesome. Not the Barbarella one. 
Barbarella is also and awesome. I, I can take her to leave the the recipe song. What is the bottom feeder? But hot bottom feeder. Yeah, I could take see. I'm not paying as much as it, for as much as I love all this shit, and I've said it endingly and endlessly, endlessly. That you know, I I typically don't care about lyrics and all that, except for when you get into guys like Pepper Pepper Keen in the yeah. COC, uh, <laughs> Christian from Whores, Neil uh, with Clutch, Les. See, oh, I left God. those two last because I know that those last two you fucking less is like. the epitome of stupidity. No, um, this is the epitome of stupidity. All you, right, so three and a half, four point seven. Listen to it. Well, they they will. I'm liable to come back next week and change my rating to a five. So hang on to your butts. Hang on to your butts. So quick gear geeking. Gear geeking. Oh, get nope. out here. Pedal update. Pedal update. Still not together. All right, but I did do some soldering. To the pedal? No. <laughs> to a guitar. I did my first pickup swap, and you'd have thought I just painted the Mona Lisa. I thought I was a good boy. Took pictures and sent it to people and was so excited. <laughs> if you'd been listening this whole time, you know I bought a, uh, I drank too many beers and bought a cheap Telecaster. What does one have to do with the other? What? You, you bought them because you drank too much? Yeah. I was sitting there at the board hotel <laughs> drinking and oh. bought a guitar and swapped out. You know, bought pretty much the cheapest, one of the cheapest Telecasters I could find and wanted to make it a metal machine, so I bought the cheapest Hot Rails pickup I could find. A metal like machine. $12 and threw that bad boy in there, and it is fucking off and running, but that's all. That's all I say about that. Uh, I think we're skipping all the other shenanigans, right? Yeah, we're, 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 yeah, we're over on time. Where are we at? 53. Okay. So, uh, in case you haven't noticed... We're on all the social. This channels. was all about business. This is this is a down to business show right now. We talking to Paul. We had a little bit of news. We were clutch. Can that's all you need, dude. There was a clutch review, and we talked to Paul Tremblay. Right. I I said something I about can how stop recording right now. I I said something about how clutch could call it a career on this album. We, we could call, call it a career. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, we're on all the social channels. One of us is going to see Red Fang and Big Business this week, and uh, might be talking to Big Business. More on that next week, I guess. Um, social channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, like us, follow us, please, and thank you. Uh, email is eostupidity at gmail.com. And uh, if you're listening to this, please re- rate, review, assuming you know where to find it. Please, we've got some please. rates and reviews. We need to, I think we need to work on the Facebook thing. Well, I think I'm people still to, do that more than other things. I'm waiting to post it when we get an image that we like. You know, sell it. All right. I, I, dude, I'm... You know what? <laughs> anyway, right here, right now. What are we going to do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, We're going to go to band practice. I'm going to go wonder how this day could get any better. I'll show you. Uh-huh. Some of Brian riffs. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>